What's going on, family? Happy Monday to you, and welcome to another episode of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, G.B. Gerard Bonner. I hope you've had an amazing weekend. It was a very, very busy weekend in the world of pro wrestling. We'll dive into as much of it as we can for this episode of Quick Hits. But I do want to first say thank you for all of your continued support for all of the things that we do here at The Faction. And if you're not currently following us or if you've just stumbled upon this podcast welcome aboard make sure you're following us on instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show make sure you're also subscribed to our podcast here on itunes google play or wherever you're listening to us today in the world of podcasts so a lot of ground to cover today including a recap of shw 16 that'd be southern honor wrestling's latest presentation which we'll talk about some big pay-per-views over the weekend and a news item that's got the world talking. First, let's start with SHW 16 as Southern Honor Wrestling presented their latest presentation, the first presentation of 2020, and it was headlined, of course, by the incredible, and I do mean incredible, dog collar match between William Huckabee and Joe Black. If you remember, William Huckabee joined us on Wednesday's radio broadcast, and uh, yeah, we were looking forward to some incredible things with that, and SHW never did disappoints. Southern Honor Wrestling continues to do amazing things. Thanks for all who tuned in to our pre-show. The pre-show was co-sponsored by the Mean Street Podcast and right here at The Faction. So if you missed it, you could always check it out at Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page. Some of the big highlights, of course, we saw a new number one contender crowned as Ashton Starr won the fatal four-way match defeating Cam Carter, Owen Knight, and former champion A.C. Mack. He will be taking on the Southern Honor champion Corey Hollis, who defeated former Impact Wrestling star Suicide in a successful title defense. That match is set to take place for the next Southern Honor card on February the 7th. And the big item that everybody's talking about, the dog collar match, which was one of the most brutal matches I've ever seen. It was an absolutely incredible and crazy affair that saw Joe Black win the match after performing a falcon arrow on William Huckabee through a windshield crazy 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 so as the clips come out we'll certainly be sharing them but you can already start getting your tickets first row's already gone for uh, southern honor wrestling's next event which is going to happen on february the 7th it's shw 17 it should be absolutely fantastic i'd love for you to come here to the atlanta area and check out a southern honor show uh it would be absolutely in Incredible. So the weekend featured that. And then the next night I was at Ring of Honor Wrestling, uh, which had a bit of a TV taping and an Internet pay-per-view called Saturday Night at Center Stage. It took place, of course, at the historic Center Stage Arena here in Atlanta. And uh, a couple of big ticket items. Bandito and his crew became the new six-man tag team champions, defeating Marty Skrull and Villain Enterprises. Uh, there was a title match between PCO and and Roosh that ended in a bit of chaos and uh, perhaps the moment of the night was the shocking appearance from the NWA champion Nick Aldis. Now 
Just in case you didn't know, NWA had pretty much stopped their relationship with Ring of Honor last year around September or October to go ahead and launch NWA Power. We had not seen any cross promotion between the two, though at the end of last year during the uh, NWA pay-per-view Into the Fire, we saw an interesting moment as kind of the go-home shot saw Ring of Honor's Marty Skrull show up. Now, at the time, of course, Marty Skrull was a bit of a free agent, so we all thought Skrull was headed to the NWA. There have been a lot of talks in terms of contract negotiations and the like, and uh, it has come out that Marty Skrull has signed another deal with Ring of Honor, and one of the rumors is that now he'll be sharing some of the booking duties. And so could we see perhaps a resumed relationship between the NWA and Ring of Honor? Only time will tell, and certainly we'll be keeping you posted on that. But yeah, big, big news coming out of Ring of Honor and the NWA. Yesterday, a big pay-per-view day as NXT UK presented NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 and Impact Wrestling presented Hard to Kill Two big pay-per-views, same day. Very briefly, NXT UK TakeOver. Man, you know, Triple H has got something special with this NXT TakeOver situation. Whether it's NXT or NXT UK, they deliver in a big way. And let me just tell you now, match of the year candidate, Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Bate. Right now, it's leading any match I've seen across any promotion. It was really incredible. But I got to say, Joe Black versus William Huckabee, definitely a match of the year candidate as well uh, that we should be talking about. But yeah, Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin, what a match. So go back, check it out. Again, we'll have more of an in-depth review on it this Wednesday. But NXT UK TakeOver Crazy. And how about the ending of it? That saw a successful title defense from Walter as he defeated Joe Coffey from Gallus. But the ending was crazy. Before I do that, let me also congratulate Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang for successfully defending their tag team titles in the brand's first ever ladder match, which was just crazy. All across the board, amazing wrestling, but holy cow what an ending walter defeats joe coffee to retain the uk championship and then here comes the undisputed era good lord it doesn't matter where they show up NXT, SmackDown, Raw, or now NXT UK, there's a special energy with those guys as they absolutely put the boots to Imperium and to Walter setting up what's going down at Worlds Collide, which looks like it'll be a battle between the Undisputed Era and Imperium for brand supremacy. Of course, that's happening the night before the Royal Rumble. The other big ticket news happening in the world of pro wrestling involves Tessa Blanchard, the daughter of four horsemen legend Tully Blanchard and the stepdaughter of Magnum TA, pro wrestling is in her blood. And she's been involved in a lot of very significant moments, one of them being last year in Impact Wrestling, where for the first time ever, an intergender match served as the main event of a pay-per-view between Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. Well, fast forward to last night, Hard to Kill, Tessa Blanchard gets a shot at the Impact World championship 
and she wins the match. Congratulations to Tessa Blanchard, the first woman to ever hold the Impact World Championship. But for as much as people are talking about that, they're talking about a tweet that she sent out earlier in the weekend. The tweet started with her seemingly wanting something kind to say uh, about wanting women to work together. That brought up a number of tweets from fellow female wrestlers in the pro wrestling industry, all citing some pretty not so flattering moments that they've had with Tessa Blanchard. And perhaps the one that most are talking about is a tweet from Sienna, aka Allison K, the current NWA Women's World Champion, who cited an issue of racism accusing Tessa Blanchard of referring to another wrestler, that wrestler being La Rosa Negra, as the N-word. It was a crazy, crazy set of tweets that went and followed. Um, Everyone jumped in. We saw some representatives from NXT jump in. We saw representatives from AEW jump in. It was the talk of the women's wrestling world. And... Let me just say how I feel about it. First and foremost, um, according to Big Swole, this certainly was an issue that took place, uh, I believe, in 2017 or maybe even 2018. And the reason that many of the women had not talked about it was because uh, the victim involved did not give them clearance to talk about that. But she did over the weekend, hence part of the conversation. Big Swole worked hard to help these two kind of work things out and get things together. And so she wanted to say uh, simply that um, they've been dealing with the issue and uh, the issues now just finding light on social media. Tessa Blanchard has taken the approach of basically no news is good news. And her response to all of it simply was, quote, not true. That's my statement and the most attention I'll give it because of how actually ridiculous it is. So let me just put my two cents in here for what it's worth. First and foremost, uh, if you've watched the Kevin Hart documentary uh, that's on Netflix currently called Don't F This Up, um, one of the things that is chronicled is the series of tweets that took place around the Oscars uh, when he was scheduled to host the Oscars and tweets surfaced about some insensitive comments that he made about the LGBT community uh, about 10 years ago. His approach was, I'm not responsible responding to it. I'm not saying anything. I've already apologized. That's it. He went to Ellen, made a statement on Ellen. Ellen somewhat vouched for him and he felt like that should be it. That eventually cost him his gig with the Oscars six months of controversy later. And then he finally has an aha moment. But the realization was that his approach to it was absolutely wrong. Tessa Blanchard Winning the Impact World Championship just 24 hours after these tweets surfaced and her response of this is an absolutely ridiculous thing that I'm not talking about rivals the Kevin Hart approach. And it didn't work for Kevin Hart and it's not going to work for Tessa Blanchard. In an era where winning the 
Impact World Heavyweight Championship should be the story. It's not the story. And that's because issues of racism and a lack of tolerance towards people is a very real issue that has to be addressed. Do we not remember Hulk Hogan? Do we not remember the backlash that Hulk Hogan faced and how it's been eight plus years? It's been a couple of years since Hulk Hogan has been removed from uh, WWE television. He's back, but he's not back in the way that he would have been. Hogan was absolutely beloved, but those comments absolutely put a stain on his career. I'm not interested in Tessa Blanchard as the Impact World Champion. Truth be told, there are a lot of questions that we can ask. What does it mean for a woman to be the world's champion in a men's division? Does that mean we should do away with the women's division altogether and just have men wrestling women? That perhaps is a conversation for another day, and we'll probably dialogue about that a bit more on Wednesday's show. But the problem to me is, after these tweets have surfaced, after these things have gone forth, Impact puts the world title on her. The NWA, just a couple of months ago, fired Jim Cornette for racially insensitive comments that aired on an episode of NWA Power. In fact, they pulled the episode down erased those elements and then surfaced the issue again impact wrestling not deciding to take any sort of action or investigation against tessa blanchard says to me that impact wrestling is more interested in getting as much news and headlines and attention as they possibly can versus doing what's right and what's right is a investigating this and b not putting your world title on someone who has uh, clearly made racist statements as confirmed by a number of people who were present during the situation uh, time is going to tell what this does for tessa blanchard time is going to tell how tessa blanchard will be uh, treated by the fans but it's an issue not just when the fans say it but when your fellow co-workers in the business have this report about you i want to get your thoughts on everything we mentioned today including this issue surrounding tessa blanchard should she have won the impact world championship last night uh against sammy callahan in light of these comments or should these comments and this issue which happened seemingly about two years ago not even be a real issue let's have that conversation i want to hear your comments share your thoughts with us on instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show this week, we'll have part two of our interview with Caprice Coleman. We've got a great radio show coming on Wednesday where I'm sure we'll continue our conversation about this Tessa Blanchard controversy and much more. Make sure you're following us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me as well at Bonnerfide on all aforementioned platforms. And we'll see you next time as we represent, of course, Courtney and Clack, Two Man GB representing The Faction. I need my pink